Welcome back to the Rectified Setting the Record Straight. I am your host, Keo, aka Kiana Sanchez. I know I said that backwards, but that's fine. But I plan to make episodes every time I feel led because it's some things I feel led to talk about, and it's just, you know, it feels like it's the right time to talk about it. So before we get into today's episode, this episode is going to be called Seasons. And I'm going to attach a song to it and hopefully people will listen to it and understand the meaning behind it. So let's get into today's episode. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, This episode is called Seasons. I wanted to call this episode Seasons for this purpose. This is something I feel is meant to be talked about because... Uh, I was listening to Madison Ryan Ward's recent, you know, song she released on the 11th. And it just really spoke to me because, like, God bless that woman truly with the talent of singing and writing songs. Because this song spoke to me in a way that just kind of gave me a, a peace of mind. Because it reminded me of the scripture James 1 and 2 through 4 where it talks about, you know, count it all joy for we all go through various trials and tribulations and that we should let patience have its perfect work in us and things of that nature. So I recommend that you go read that first. And as you listen to the song, she's basically in the chorus. She says that seasons are going to come and they're going to go. They might move fast and some might move slow and some may bring sunshine and some may bring rain and others may be full of joy and you know others full of pain and I related to that so much and I know many people can relate to that everybody goes through seasons and we go through times of changes that you know in some cases we endure in one season and in the next season we are filled with so much peace and joy so I know a lot of people can relate to what she was saying in the song and I I always find myself constantly thinking back to last year. And I say this because, like I said, I love to be as transparent and as relatable to people as much as possible because I want to be able to help people grow in their faith and in their walk with God because of what the Word of God says and because, you know, it's a power. Our testimony is our power. <clears throat> and it helps us to overcome the things that the enemy intended for bad in our life. But we know that God is working everything for the good. So I I said this song reminded me of last year because me and my husband were set to have a child, our first child, and we were to have a boy. And sadly, you know, there were a lot of complications with my pregnancy and I ended up miscarrying. And as hurtful as that was for me and still is at times, because I know that God has healed me from it. It's just, you know, the human mind always goes back to the things that hurts them. <clears throat> and it's okay to feel emotions about things that have broken our hearts and whatnot. Because that honestly broke my heart. I lost my first child. And not only I, but my husband. We both lost our first child. And... It was very 
Like, it was a very tough time for me because this was around June 30th. And right now it's like around the time that I found out I was pregnant with him. So, of course, like, in this time, I'm kind of feeling a bit down because, you know, it just reminds me of him. But at the same time, it's like I know he's in good hands. I know he's with the Lord. I know that, you know, prayerfully I'll see him in heaven, you know, someday and things like that. But as time progressed after it happened, I went through, you know, a fluctuation of emotions. I didn't understand why I went through what I went through at the time. And I always felt like it, maybe it was something I did wrong or whatever the case may be. <clears throat> and it's like, there's a lot of seasons in our lives when we go through things and we don't understand why we go through them. And then there's times when we do. And I mean, maybe that time wasn't the time for me to know. But as time moved on, I grew to accept what was and that, you know, I remembered the promises God gave me and I didn't settle there and say, well, I guess I can't have kids. I never looked at it like that. And as much as it was hurtful to lose, you know, my first child, I didn't settle there and say, well, you know, that's it. I'm just, you know, another person in the world who's incapable of doing this. And I'm like, no, I have faith because I know God is faithful and he's just. And he created women to be able to do this. So I don't look at it as a reason to blame God. And I don't look at it as as a reason to blame other people any longer. And when I say any longer, I meant people because I did blame the doctors for the issue and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, I could have still stepped up and spoke out more and switched doctors if I needed to. But I was so, you know, concerned for not only my well-being, but my child's because I'm like, I'm a first time mom. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's okay and what's not okay. Besides, you know, my body telling me, well, this isn't good and of course, you know your body better than you do. I mean, better than anyone else do. So I also thought about the seasons I went through of heartbreak and the seasons I went through where I felt accomplished in life. And I'm like, there's no reason to be sad and and constantly in mourning over the things of the past. And I'm not saying this to say that you know, I don't care for my child or that I don't miss him or anything like that. I do. And I still do care for him. And I still consider him my first child. And even though I felt like all had been lost in that moment, and I felt like I kind of had given up in that moment, God had to remind me, he had to show me that in this world, we're going to suffer many things. And we're going to bear many afflictions in ways that we don't expect to. So we mustn't think that it couldn't never happen to us because I thought to myself way before I even discovered that I was pregnant that, you know, I would have, you know, the best pregnancy ever and I would carry full term. And of course, I still have my doubts and worries, but 
when it all came into play, I was always concerned and I lived with worry. But the word of God tells us not to worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has itself to worry about. And that if we worry about anything, we should pray. And that's something I can honestly say I lacked at doing at times. And I I can honestly say I only prayed when I was, you know, suffering from the dysfunctions of my own pregnancy. And God just had to show me in that time that I shouldn't just depend on him in the time of need, but that I should always trust him no matter what. Because, like, yeah, we say Proverbs 3 and 5 and 6 all the times, but the more that you read in that passage, you understand, like, God just truly wants us to know and understand who he is. And if we don't know and understand who he is, how can we truly trust him? How can we truly know that he'll bring all the things that he's promised us to fruition without any doubt or worry? Because the second that afflictions arise in our lives, we're quick to doubt God and we're quick to give up. And I know many people are like, I don't see how you can still believe in God after this and that. And I'm like... Why do we blame God for the things that man do? Why do we blame God, you know, for the things that we fail to take care of? Like, we always try to find a reason to say, well, God could have prevented this. We didn't care or thought about God until we were in dire need of his help. And I don't want to be that person who says, you know, I'm a Christian and I love the Lord and this and that, but it's so hard for me to seek him even when life is good. We don't want to just have, you know, our seasons and our moments where we go through hard things or hardships where we always calling out on God. But then the second he puts us in, you know, a season of peace and and joy, we get comfortable. We get complacent and we find ourselves, you know, just putting God second place in our life. Not only second place, but we find ourselves pushing him back, putting everything else forth. And we, we just feel as though, you know, we're entitled to do that. But that's not the case at all. We have to seek him first all the time. And every decision that we make. And I understand as people, sometimes we feel like we know more than God. But we really don't. To know that God is the creator of all things, even wisdom and understanding and knowledge. How can we think that we know more than he? How can we think that we're wiser than he is? How can we think that we understand more than what he understands and knows? Like we put God into a box because of our limited understanding. But the more that we open up to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to give us the mind of Christ, we begin to see things in the light of God. Like we begin to see it in the light of Christ. And that's the importance of revelation because each season has, you know, is is perfect timing. It has its you know, every season has its ups and its downs, but we have to allow these things to have its perfect work in us. As I was going through what I was going through, I didn't understand that I was learning long suffering. I didn't understand that at all. Because to me, at the time, I'm like, Lord, why am I feeling this way? Why am I always going through something? Why do I always feel like I'm I'm getting you know, the short end of the stick and I'm I'm just sitting here suffering in silence and I, I felt like I was going through a mental breakdown, etc. Like I literally 
felt like I had nothing else to lose. Like, I I felt so over everything. But (laughs) the more I opened up to God and I poured out my heart to him, just like it says in his word, I just started pouring my heart out to God. And I was like, God, I'm just tired. I was like, I'm tired. I was like, I need your strength. I need your help. I'm tired of feeling heartbroken. And I know that your word says you're near me. I said, but why can't I seem to feel you near me? And he had to remind me that it's not a feeling, it's a knowing. He told me this years ago, and somehow it slipped my mind in that time. But the Holy Spirit said to me once, he said, it's not what we feel, but it's what we know. And this is what the word of God says. He says, people perish for the lack of knowledge. So if you know, you won't perish. And if you know, it's because you believe. It's a difference between knowing something and knowing of it. A lot of people know of things, but they don't know it. You can know of the truth and not know the truth. And what I mean by that is, like, for example, we can know of God being a loving and and merciful and kind God and a God who, you know, deems righteous judgment we know these things well we know of these things but to know God on a personal level to actually know him and not see him from what the world see him as that's a different thing that's why I tell people all the time that we have to study the word of God for ourselves so that we can be approved before God this is what it says in second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 we have to study to show ourselves approved to God because we we get so caught up in wondering what everybody else thinks and we forget to grow more in our faith knowing that it's God who's given us the faith that we have and he's measured it to us so that we can grow in it at first I didn't understand what he meant in first Corinthians chapter 12 when it talked about spiritual gifts and that, you know, he give to each person a measure. And the reason why I talked about in one of my episodes how I dislike when people would twist the scripture of the mustard seed is because God has given us, you know, these seeds. In other words, these talents. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that parable. But he's given us these talents and we take it and squander it because of our own understanding, our fear. And we're not taking it before God and saying, you know, Lord, you you entrusted this in me, and I know that you you know give me the ideas and understanding or whatever it may be to fulfill what you desire for me to fulfill. And we just sit here and doubt God because of our circumstances. We base our joy and everything off of our circumstances. But yet God is saying, "Are you sure you're happy when you're with me as much as you say you are?" Are you sure you love me as much as you say you do? Because remember, when G- when Peter was telling Jesus he loved him and that he'll follow him wherever he, go- wherever he goes, etc., Peter was all like, you know, Lord, I love you. And, you know, I'm going to go wherever you go. I'll die for you. And Jesus was like, Peter, do you love me? And Peter was like, yeah, I love you. And he said, if you love me, then feed my sheep. And 
And that's the thing we fail to do in the body of Christ. We don't feed one another. We don't break bread with each other. In other words, we don't, you know, encourage each other in the Lord and in the truth. And when we do try to share, and I understand in some cases when people do try to share the truth with other people, they don't, you know, they don't receive it. And we immediately get shot down. Like, I've been through seasons where I wanted to disconnect from, you know, the worldview of church because everybody's so caught up in religion. They're caught up in their own fashion of things instead of what God has showed us. And I don't want to forsake the assembling. That's not what I mean at all when I said I wanted to separate myself from the physical church. I'm saying I I got tired of people putting on a show. I was in search for Jesus. I needed him. Like, I genuinely wasn't interested in the show that people were putting on. And it led me not to want to be in the church building with certain people. And like the word of God says, people have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. When people get to a place where they think that only God talks to them and that he doesn't talk to other people or that he can't use other people for certain things, that's when I get very concerned because it's like when people twist scripture to their own destruction, trying to lead people according to their doctrine instead of according to what Christ has taught us, there's an issue. Like there's a a major issue. And I, I want it to be like what um was taught in Second Timothy and two, where the Lord says, Flee all youthful lusts and but pursue unrighteousness, pursue righteousness and faith, love and peace with all who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Like I want it to be that person who followed the Lord with others who were in pursuit of the same things that I was in pursuit of, according to scripture. And when I I found churches and I felt, you know, comfortable at first, well, I won't say comfortable because comfortable can sound bad to some people. But when I felt welcomed and like I was at the right place at first, it felt good. But then later on, when God had to let me know, like, it's time for you to go, (laughs) people would start, you know, feeling offended. And they would say things like, oh, God don't want no church hopper and you know, if you're a church hopper, you, you're in sin. You're out of the will of God. And, you know, they try to intimidate people and manipulate them into staying. And people have to understand that's a form of witchcraft. You don't know how God is leading a person. And you don't know what he intended for them to do because you don't know who he he's allowing them to reach. So I realized that whenever God moved me from one place to another, it wasn't because, you know, those people were bad. I understand like everybody has their faults, but we have to come to a place to where we're no longer offended when people no longer want to to be in fellowship with us. We shouldn't be offended by that because people are growing and people don't want to stay somewhere where they're not growing or where their growth is stunted because of people's egos and pride. So for a season, I, I would go to churches and I would have an awesome time. And I would receive revelation. And then there were times where God was letting me know this isn't the place for you anymore because they were heading in a different direction. So when I I packed 
my bags in a, a spiritual sense. When I packed my bags and I moved on, people were offended. And that's when I had to remind myself. I said, this is a race, not for us to compete with others, but this is a journey that I have to move forward in if no one else is willing to move forward. And that's what it felt like. I was packing up to keep moving along this journey so that I could grow, so that I could understand God more, so that I could come to the people that he intended me to come to. Like, it it saddens me when people are offended by other people's seasons ending. Or their seasons changing. There are many wonderful men and women of God. God has allowed me to come encounter with. And learn from. And you know. Been spoken prophetically to. And things like that. And I still love them. And I still you know. Check on them here and there. But it's just like. You know once I realize. I'm in a place that. I no longer feel I'm growing. I don't want to keep shrinking back just to make other people happy. I'm not here to please people. I'm not here to please my myself. I'm here to please God. And when I don't see people wanting to support that, then I'm like, I, I can't sit around and let you basically talk me out of what I know God is leading me to do. Like, I don't know if people read the book of Acts as much as I have, but when I read the book of Acts and I read this part where Paul basically talked about how he even learned from other churches, I was like, how do people in the body of Christ now, or I won't even say the body of Christ, but how can people in the church today condemn people from going from church to church? Because they're hungry. People are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. They're hungry for the truth. And when they aren't being fed, they're going to go to another place where they will be fed. It's a lot of people who are emotionally driven. And they are not led by the spirit of God. So then they find themselves condemning people for things because of their pride or because of their ego and and other natures. Like, I went through a season of being at this church that I love dearly. And I loved the way that they taught. Because it was so simplistic. But eventually that, you know, eventually that changed for me because I was getting ready to move to a different place. And I was expected to to do things a certain way. And, and, and they didn't want me to go about things the way that I felt led to. Because I prayed about these moves and changes that, you know, I was getting ready to go through. And I, when I got my confirmation from God, I knew that it was my time to go. And people just weren't willing to accept that. So I had to, to move forward in faith on my own, even if people weren't with me. <laughs> this is the most, I can tell people, honestly, this has been one of the most loneliest seasons I've had. Besides, you know, of course, having my husband and, you know, my family, this has genuinely been a lonely season for me. This has been a heartbreaking season for me because I not only went through a loss, I went through not only the loss of my child, but the loss of friends. It's people I love dearly who I I can't see myself being around anymore because 
they're not in a place where they're trying to grow and change. And I don't want to stay in that same place. So when I find myself going back, I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. And it's a hurtful thing because, yeah, I love them dearly and there's no love lost. I just can't see myself being around them anymore. And we have to be real with ourselves. The word of God says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, that bad communications corrupt good behavior. So when you find yourself, you know, communicating with people who are thinking worldly and carnally, you find yourself doing the same thing. And that's why I ended up staying to myself a lot. Because I know how frustrations can lead me to cursing. I know how certain situations can lead me to just talking recklessly. And I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be that way anymore. I don't want to be that person who sits here and put on a show like I'm perfect and that I, I know your word. Yeah, I know the word of God. But I have to be real and allow the word of God to cleanse my heart and my, my mouth and my thinking. Like, even my actions. Because if I continuously walk in, in the things of the old, I'm going to keep being who God had already set me free from. If the word of God says now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, why do we still live in a condemning state? The word of God also says, if my heart condemn me, I know that God is greater than my heart. So why do we still live as though our heart and our mind and other people condemning us, why do we still live as though they're greater than what God is? We know that he's the potter and we're the clay. And every year, not only every year, but every season, he's shaping and molding us even more into the image of who he is. So each season is for a reason. Each season is what's preparing us to be refined, to be purified. To add more, to take away. Like, I don't care what it is. Each season is purposeful. And we shouldn't be in a, a place where we aren't grateful. Be content in whatever state you're in. Because God, he's looking at us. And I'm like, Lord, I know so much more is coming to me. Oh, I thank the Lord Jesus because I went for a long time. I walked in a way that I knew I shouldn't have, even though I knew the truth. I walked in a way that I shouldn't have because of where I was at that time. I wasn't allowing godliness and contentment to give me the gain that I needed. I wasn't trusting that God's grace was sufficient. I wasn't trusting him the way that I should have. And that resulted in me hurting people and hurting myself and sinning against God. I just read this earlier in Psalms 119, where he says, Lord, I hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I want to have God's word so full in my heart that I don't have any thought of doing anything against him. I don't want to have a continuous mind filled with the things of this world. I just read in my devotional this morning by Smith Wiggleworth. He said, 
If you are in the world, you will be filled with worldliness. But if you are in the word of God, you will be filled with holiness. God said, be ye holy for I am holy. And yet we got people out here still telling people and preaching this lie that you can't be perfect. Listen, you are not perfect because of your own understanding and your own strength and your own way of doing things. You are made perfect because of this God, because of God working in you and doing in you what he intended for you to do from the beginning. It is because of him that we become perfected. The word of God even tells us that love is a bond of perfection. So if we ain't loving people and if we ain't loving God with our whole mind, body, heart, and soul, how can we truly be perfect? Perfection only comes through our obedience to God's word and our love for him and our love for others. We have to stop sitting here living idly, thinking that God owes us something just because we we're in a, a bad place. That place is meant to refine you. It's a lot of us going through this fire. But God is showing you what's in you according to the season that's, that you're going through. Whether it be a, a, a bad season or a good one. God is working some things in us. And it's going to take some wins and it's going to take some losses. Even though I lost my child, I know that God is great. I know that he is good, but that's working something in me that I needed, that I wasn't able to get years ago because of my own stubbornness and my pride. And I'm learning as I go each day, I'm learning. And I'm starting to see for myself what God intended for me to see. And understand, God never does anything out of spite. He'll never do things to intentionally hurt us. He'll never do things to to make us feel like we're not deserving of his love. And if you ever feel that way or those ways, know that it's not from God. There's a blessing in every lesson. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about your spiritual well-being. It's a blessing in that, even in your physical, but it's your spiritual well-being. Just like the word of God says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. God wants you to prosper in everything that you do. We shouldn't be so easily swayed by the winds that come at us. He said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you're double-minded, meaning if you're thinking carnally and trying to live with the word of God, it's never going to mix. Oil can't mix with water. When I say that in a physical sense, because... Understand this. I know the word of God talks about the word being water and that the Holy Spirit is the anointing. But when I say oil and water don't mix, I'm talking about according to a a, a basic human understanding. We know that if you put water with oil, oil is going to be at the top. We need these things to be 
We need the word of God to be engraved in us. That we become written epistles. Because we know that we overcome by the power of the blood of the lamb. And the power of our testimonies. We can do nothing apart from Christ Jesus. And this is why we need him. This is why each season is so important. Until we know what God is doing in us in each season, we're just going to walk around full of hopelessness and disparity. But the word of God tells us to be diligent. He tells us to endure. He tells us to persevere. We must persevere through hardship and whatever we go through because we know that God, he's in control of it all. We should put our trust in him wholeheartedly and lean not to our own understanding, but that we acknowledge him in everything and he'll direct all our paths. We shouldn't rely on self. We need to rely truly on his word and what it says. And if we don't know his word, we need to get in it. I need to get in the word. I need to study to show myself approved daily. I need to pray. I need to have a consistency in my walk with God. I need to stop being complacent. I need to stop compromising my faith for the sake of pleasing man. I need to stop compromising my faith for the sake of looking like the world. I need to stop compromising my faith just to make people feel comfortable. I have to stop compromising the truth just so people can feel comfortable in their sin. I went through my seasons of being fearful. I went through my seasons of letting all these things keep me from walking in the will of God. But this is a new season. This is a new time. And there were some things that were planted and that are growing. And they're going to thrive. And they're going to take root in Christ. It's going to be rooted and grounded in love. And it's not going to be choked out by thorns. <laughs> it's not going to be choked out by the issues of life. Listen, I, I've been struggling with health issues. But God is so good that he masked those things. I didn't even realize I was feeling fine. Yeah, I still got a little cough here and there and, and whatnot. But God is good. He is faithful and he's just. And the more that we acknowledge him for who he is, the more we'll begin to understand and see his power. But on this note, I want to end this episode by encouraging you that whatever season you're in, whatever state that you're in, trust God. It doesn't matter what it looks like and it doesn't matter how good it's going. Trust God. Seek him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Don't let this life pass you by. Truly see where God wants you to be and move forward in it. Understand where God has you and grow. 
if we listen, like I mentioned in my last episode, a tree that grows near the water will stand firm. We got to step into this this thing, man. The word of God is a river of life. It's the river of living water and it washes us clean. We got to truly believe that we will be trees of of life planted by him. Don't allow this world, don't allow the things in this world to hinder you. Don't allow anything to keep you from moving forward in the things of God. I love you. Jesus loves you. And I pray that you all have a blessed and prayer-filled, wonderful day. And that the Holy Spirit continuously ministers to your heart, to your spirit. And that our souls be changed. That we be changed so much that we look like Christ. That people will see him and not us. Y'all be blessed. (laughs) And this is the rectified where we're setting the record straight, man. Good night.